like I'm on the Heisman watch. That's gotta be what would describe, symbolize I've got. Skill, four times the talent around me. Desmond Howard playing for Howard, just tell me how can I be stopped? This Allen Ivy at an Ivy cottage. They can't check me. I don't practice my class too hard. Nigga, me, my swag is grown. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 48 of Electrified. I'm your host, Eric Lyons. Um, well, you know, your boy's 21 now. If you didn't know, if you follow me on social media, you know my birthday was on this past Friday. So I took a week off, you know, for that and everything. So. That happened Friday, right? So that happened Friday. You guys know I planned on dropping on Monday, right? You could, you could probably still hear it in my voice a little bit. But Saturday, I started feeling bad, bro. I started feeling bad. My sinuses was all messed up. And then sun, Saturday night into Sunday, I had a fever. I was down bad, bro. Down bad. Messed my whole birthday weekend up. Whole birthday weekend up. Well, after my actual birthday, you know, that Saturday, Sunday, I was, you know, done. But, you know, gratefully, you know, I'm back and getting back to 100%. But, uh, you know, I feel good now. But, uh, you know, we got some things to discuss. I'm happy to be back. It's episode 40, 48, uh, 49 is Friday. And you guys know next week is the week, baby. Episode 50. Episode 50. Woo. All right, so. August is going to be good for us, man. We got episode 50 next week. Uh, the one-year anniversary of the show is this month. If I'm not mistaken. I might be mistaken. I, I, I feel like it was the first week in September. Maybe. I got to look. I got to look. But if if I'm wrong, then I think we'll be celebrating the, the one-year anniversary of Electrified. And, man, have we come a long way. Uh, speaking of coming a long way. While I was, you know, on my small hiatus, I got myself a partnership with Stadiums, Stadium Scene TV. It's a upstart network. Uh, great people over there, Stadium Scene TV. Uh, you know, if you follow me on social media, you know, I announced that. And, uh, my guy, DJ Fluck, he uh, posted a nice article about my show on the site. And, you know... I'll be dropping things on the site, and then, you know, they'll, you know, everything I, I drop, most of it be promoted and posted on the site, so, big shout out to Stadium Scene TV, that's the new logo you see on the cover art, by the way, so, big things happening there, and once again, thank you to the, uh, those guys over Stadium Scene TV for, uh, first off, just looking at my work, you know, I, I appreciate that, and then, giving me the opportunity to join the network and be a partner with the with those guys. So big shout out to Stadium Scene TV. So that's happened. So big things coming from that end. Um let's see. Um before we get into, you know, our regular business, I wanna say, you know, prayers and thoughts and prayers to the the people in Dayton Dayton, Ohio and of course El Paso, Texas. There were two mass shootings over this weekend. And and you know when I saw the El Paso shooting, and and then you know, then to wake up to the Dayton shooting is just crazy, man, crazy. I I don't understand what what type of hate someone could have in their hearts to just go into a public setting and mow down and injure innocent people. I I I just don't understand that. Every time this happens, it, it just, 
it's, it doesn't shock me anymore, which is sad. It's sad that it doesn't shock me. It's sad that we live in in a world and in a country where mass shootings, domestic terrorism, and this is another, this is domestic terrorism, by the way. This isn't, you know, something that we should just be, no, this is domestic terrorism. Terrorism, domestically, meaning it's, it's, these are terrorists. They're just at home. When we stop calling it domestic terrorism, I don't know. But, you know, when, when we had the OKC bomber, that was domestic terrorism. He, that guy was a terrorist. I'm not going to, I forgot his name on the top of the head. I did a whole class on that stuff. But this is domestic terrorism. Why the mass media doesn't say that, I have no idea. But, you know, this is this is crazy. I remember one time, I think it was 2017, when the Vegas shooting happened. The night before that, right, I was watching a show on Showtime about the uh, the the, uh, the Aurora, uh, Colorado shooting, the movie theater shooting. Uh, and then the next morning I wake up and I'm watching CBS this morning and I see that the Vegas shooting happened. This is just too much, too much, man, too much. In the past two years alone, it's just been too much. I remember the first mass shooting. Like I said, I'm 21, so I'm young. The mass, the first mass shooting that I can recall uh, was the Virginia Tech shooting. That's the first one that I can recall. I remember seeing that on the news. But since then, there's been so many. And it has to stop. Has to stop. Where do we draw the line? I don't know. I don't know where, you know, the gun control conversation, I don't know where that is right now. I don't know how people are supposed to you know, one thing I will say this, I will say this, people, we can't live in fear, living in fear, we can't live in fear, can't live in fear, I, I said that, you know, when, when, when we look at, not, like, you know, Boston bomb and 9-11, and stuff like that, you know, we, we, you know, we don't live in fear, we're not supposed to live in fear, I had somebody say, you know, they're scared to go out, no, we can't, that's, that's the goal for them, that's the goal for them. They want us to be scared. There's a difference between being scared and prepared. Yeah, yeah. Know your exits. Know your merchant's exits. You know, have a plan just in case. But don't be scared, man. Go out, enjoy. You know, life is way too short to be concerned on when it'll be cut down. I'll say that. I say me personally, if I go to the movies, or I go to Walmart, and I go out, I go to a concert... Or, or I go to a sporting event I'm not thinking Oh man Somebody could be here With an automatic weapon And end my life today That's not what I'm thinking And I don't want anybody else To be thinking that either I don't Can't live in fear But um You know Like I said You know I said thoughts and prayers But Thoughts, prayers, and action Man We need to, Something has to change These guys People should not be able To access these automatic weapons With ease like this man Shouldn't be happening this often should not be happening this often. Very sad for the families and friends and everybody affected by this, man. It's 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 just sad, man. Very, very sad. Whew. Mm. Very sad. Play some music, man. We gotta play some music. All my life, been grinding all my life. Sacrifice, hustle paid the price. Wanna slice, got to roll the dice, that's why All my life, I've been grinding all my life, look All my life, been grinding all my life Sacrifice, hustle paid the price Wanna slice, got to roll the dice, that's why All my life, I've been grinding all my life, look 
the slice. Got to roll the dice, that's why. All my life. <clears throat> okay, okay. All right. Let's get to it, man. Let's get to it. So we got some things to discuss. Got some things to discuss. I think we want to start with the... Uh, I'm going to talk about the NFL Top 100, but I do want to see... I want to talk about a conversation that has been had over the past couple of days that affects me personally, professionally, and as a football fan. The question was, is Aaron Rodgers overrated? You have to be high as the tallest skyscraper in Dubai if you think Aaron Rodgers is overrated. Overrated? Overrated? If anything, Aaron Rodgers is underrated. I really think that people take for granted players like Aaron Rodgers and LeBron James. I really do. Pure talent. Freaks at their sport, at their profession. I really think that you guys take Aaron Rodgers for granted. Tell me this. This is when when people talk about my quarterback. You guys know. I'll say it. I'm not biased on my show, right? I'm not. I I, I try to keep away from the bias because, you know, one day this is I will be getting paid to talk about sports. So, no. But will I say we when I refer to the Green Bay Packers sometimes? Absolutely. In this moment, yes. Do I do that during the season? Nah, not so much. Not so much because, you know, I, I try to stay neutral. But right now, in August, before the season, oh, absolutely, y'all gonna y'all gonna catch this fan, this uh, fandom, <laughs> y'all gonna y'all gonna hear this fandom. Now, when y'all talking about my quarterback, I get offended. I get offended. I really do. Now, tell me this. Tell me this. This is this question I have for you. Other than the NFC Championship game against the what's that championship game? Y'all know the game I'm talking about against the Cardinals when when Rodgers got sacked in overtime and kicked the ball up in the air and you know they lost right Green Bay lost. Other than that, when has Aaron Rodgers been on the field for Green Bay Packers playoff loss? Y'all y'all know the answer yet? It's zero, zero, zero. When I say this, I mean when it's close. Okay, NFC title game, 16, you know, the 16, 17, 16. Oh, yeah, the Packers got dusted by the Falcons. Dusted by the Falcons. Dusted. But if we look at, you know, 2014, 13, you know, these these games. Listen, the, the point is. Aaron Rodgers has never been in a position where he has lost his team a game with the game on the line, especially in January. Rodgers isn't throwing a game-sealing interception. He isn't, you know, most of the time he hasn't even gotten a, the chance to get on the field because of a de- because of the Green Bay defense or, you know, they don't get the ball first in overtime. Listen, man. Listen. Just, just listen, listen. This man threw 25 touchdowns and two interceptions with a broken leg last season. If the Packers go to the playoffs, Aaron is in the MVP conversation. But Green Bay as a whole had a bad year last year. They did. Green Bay did not have a good season last year. 
They didn't. But to say Aaron Rodgers is overrated, it's just crazy. The numbers don't lie, but numbers don't tell the whole story. Numbers don't tell the whole story. He hasn't thrown over 100 picks, hasn't thrown 100 picks yet in his career. That's That says a lot. Takes care of the ball. But, you know, numbers are, you know, numbers are numbers. Just because you're a quarterback and your numbers are good don't mean, you know, any we can we can do numbers all day. We can do numbers all day, but film, you know, film is different. Ability is different. You know, what happens on the field is different. Rodgers makes throws that no other quarterback in the NFL is making. It's just the truth. Ball placement and, and just like everything he does, like the rollout to roll out to the left and to throw a Hail Mary like that on multiple occasions. Like what? Then you got throws like the Dallas game. That's ridiculous. Um, throws, uh, you got to go back. You can go back to the uh, run the table season. The game he had in Philly when he dropped the dime right in uh, 17's chest. But it looked like the ball morphed through the defender. Like, bro, Aaron Rodgers makes plays that other quarterbacks just can't. Like, tell me your most exciting Tom Brady throw. What 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 is, like, I can't recall. A special Tom Brady throw. I'm not even hating. Tom Brady is the one of he's what the most winningest quarterback. You know he's blessed to have the greatest coach of all time and a defensive minded coach where you know and he's always had that system, right? But Tommy ain't really had to make no on the run throws. You know he ain't really never been a you know he's always in the pocket, tucked in the pocket, but. I'm not. I've never really been blown away by a Tom Brady pass. I'm not hating. I'm not hating. Drew Brees. Drew Brees has done some things. I said, "Wow, Drew Brees is Drew Brees." Drew Brees has an amazing ball. Philip Rivers. I great. I've seen Philip. Pat Mahomes already blowing me away. Pat Mahomes is already blowing me away. Like I said before, he's going to be around a long time. But Tom Brady, Brady ain't did nothing that made me, you know, say, oh, wow. You know, Aaron Rodgers, Pat Mahomes, they're wizards with the ball. Tom Brady, no. Listen, man, I don't understand all the hate for Tom Brady. I mean, excuse me, all the hate for Aaron Rodgers. It's just so disrespectful. So disrespectful. What's more disrespectful is this NFL Top 100s list. I didn't like a lot about that. Look, I wasn't really going to complain because, you know, it is what it is, right? You know, it's, you know, these are by the players, and it's all subjective, right? It's their opinion. But, you know, I, I thought it was some things that could have been changed. Like, I think having Drew Brees over Mahomes, if, okay, if if we're just if we're talking about this past season alone, right? If we're talking about, because I feel like it was based off the twenty. I, I always think it's based off you know the season prior. So if we're basing this off the season prior, Pat Mahomes should have been number one. He was the MVP. Come on, man. Come on, man. Come on, man. Come on, man. 
Come on, man. Tom Brady did not have a good. He didn't have that much of a. a he didn't have a good season to be the fourth best quarterback on the top one hundred list. Oh my god. I'm so confused. <sighs> but you know, all the Aaron Rodgers slander ain't nothing but fuel for that man. Y'all gonna piss him off. All y'all gonna do is piss him off and make him have an MVP year. And I will not complain about it. I won't. Um let's see. Was there any more football stuff I wanna talk about other than that? Nope, I don't think so. Alright, so let's get into some boxing. So I was I was very confused when I saw the report, right, about the Canelo situation. If you don't know, Canelo Alvarez had to drop his IBF uh, 160 pound belt, right? So here's here's the the article written by uh Dan Raphael of ESPN. I'm gonna read this because I I, I don't think a lot of people know about what happened. I'm gonna all right, here we go. Middleweight world champion Canelo Alvarez claimed on Friday that he was unaware of the deal his promoter Golden Boy Pro- Promotions made with the IBF that ultimately cost him one of his 160 pound title belts. Canelo said, I'm very upset and ashamed with my fans to be unfairly stripped of my IBF, of uh, my belt, the IBF, but specifically when I did not have the knowledge of the agreement that Golden Boy Production Matchmaker had signed. So, Golden Boy's head matchmaker is Robert Diaz, who was the point person for the company with the IBF on a deal under uh, which Golden Boy and Lou DiBella, the promoter for Alvarez's IBF mandatory uh, challenger, Sergi Dervinchenko, which would either finalize a deal for the fight by this past Monday at 3 p.m. Eastern, or Alvarez will be stripped of the title and Dervinchenko will move on and fight for the vacant belt. A purse bid had been scheduled that postponed because both camps told the IBF they needed a little more time to negotiate as well as to get uh, streaming service zone, which has an exclusive deal with Alvarez to approve Dervichenko as Alvarez's fall opponent. Opponent. The IBF granted the extension and Golden Boy agreed to, mon- to the Monday deadline. Even as the deadline approached and with Dervichenko having a- been approved by the zone with Alvarez, according to sources, Due to take as much as a $5 million reduction on his $35 million license fee, Golden Boy and DiBella still did not approve, had, did not have a deal. The Dervinchenko, check, Dervinchenko camp agreed to extend the deadline again until Thursday afternoon, and when no deal was made, the IBF followed through and stripped Alvarez of the title. Golden Boy and DiBella had been far apart on money, According to multiple sources, with knowledge of discussions, Golden Boy's last offer was $5.5 million to the Dervinchenko side, which was seeking $7 million. Had the fight gone to a persevered, Dervinchenko would have been entitled to 35% of the winning. Now, Alvarez claims he had no idea that the deal Golden Boy and DiBella had agreed to with the IBF would cost him his belt without even being there even being a purse bid. Golden Boy CEO Oscar De La Hoya issued, I mean, lashed out at the IBF in a statement issued after Alvarez was stripped on Thursday in which he threatened possible legal action even though the IBF followed its rules. Um, 
Let's see, let's see, let's see. Blah, blah, blah. No, it's likely the Dervichenko, who suffered his lone de- defeat by split decision to Danny Jacobs for the IBF belt in October, will face Golovkin for the once again vacant IBF title on October 5th. Alvarez is due for a return later in October and could wind up facing WBO titleist Demetrius Andrade to unify uh, that belt with his WBA title. So, Basically, I'm sorry I've read the, the whole thing because I honestly I didn't have that much knowledge of the situation. You know, I saw the headlines and I was like, "What?" I was confused. I thought Canelo did something wrong, but then I saw it was money thing and you know, deal behind the scenes. So Canelo loses the belt. The belt is now vacant, and now this this opens this opens the door for Old Man River Triple G to get back in the title picture, right? But this time, you know, it's without. Having to face Canelo Now he'll, He probably Like they said He'll be probably Fighting uh, Dervinchenko In three months I mean yeah Three months in October And Canelo And you know Andrade That's the fight We want to see Honestly that's the fight I want to see For the WBA And WBC title That'll be a unification bout Honestly If I was Canelo I would be pretty pissed off With Golden Boy as well because it seems like that he really didn't know what was going on here. And, you know, for him to be the cash cow and and the money maker for this promotion and the money maker for this uh, streaming service, you would think he would be in on everything. This is why we have Mayweather promotions, about billions promotions. Uh, who else got their own shit? You know, everybody got their own thing going on. So stuff like this won't happen. This is why uh, Floyd left. Listen, man. I don't know what's going on over there at Golden Boy. Because apparently Ryan Garcia was upset about something that went down too. So you got your young star and, and, and your cash cow, your money man, upset with the brand. This is not good for the brand at all. Not a good look for Golden Boy. Not a good look for Golden Boy. So now you got Devin Chanko, who was probably going to lose to Canelo, more than likely, right? Now he has a shot at the belt, and and now he fights Triple G. More than likely, he'll be fighting Triple G. So Triple G gets another chance at the belt, and 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 then you know, say he gets the belt, right? That gives him more fuel, more more reason to try to fight Canelo again. Because if he gets the IBF belt, Canelo probably won't have a choice but to unify, right? So, it, it, it just, it's, it's crazy and it's unfortunate because Canelo's really pissed. If You know, because think about it. Canelo has all the, say, you know, Canelo got, you know, WBA, IBF. He keeps it. He keeps all the power. He don't got to fight Triple G. He don't got to fight Triple G because he got the belts. He the A-side. He the man. He can say, no, I beat you. know, I beat you. We drew. Didn't beat me. There's no need for me to fight you again. But now, you know, you, you, you lose the IBF title. You lose leverage. Now he has a chance of getting a belt. And now that makes, you know, it makes up for a unification belt. And now you probably have to fight him again. That's that's just something that can, I don't, really don't think another wanted to do. I don't. And, you know. It's crazy that one a deal can get done, and two, 
that the IBF and Golden Boy couldn't get on the same page, uh, that was a bit confusing to me. But, um, you know what I mean? So, it, it, it's just a eh, shady situation. But, you know, boxing is a shady business. So, that's just how that goes, man. Speaking of, you know, shady business in the zone, the word on the street is Eddie Hearn and them, and them boys over at the zone offered Errol Spence 200 M's to come join the zone. I don't know if this is true or not. But if it is, if it is true, right? If it is true, if Eddie Hearn and DeZone offered Errol Spence $200 million, that's how desperate they are for a welterweight title. That's how desperate they are. Listen, DeZone has no welterweight titles. Three of the four welterweight titles at PBC, right? Spence, Pacquiao, Porter. Terrence Crawford, top rank. W uh, DeZone has no star welterweights. They don't. They have 160, right? Canelo, 160, Triple G, Danny Jacobs, Andrade. 160 is locked down for DeZone. Is 160 really that, you know, is there a lot of star power in 160? Eh, not really. Not really. You know, we're not jumping to see the 160 fights. Now, the welterweight division is popping. That's the division that's always been popping to me. And that's the division we want to see. So, would I, if I was working for the zone, if I any hers, would I try to sell my soul for who I think is the best welterweight? Hell yes. Absolutely. Will it work? Probably not. Probably not. I don't see it. I, I just don't think Errol Spence would put himself in that situation to where, you know, why why leave your PBC fam? You know, they've been treating you right. You know, you've been eating well over here. And, you know, that's where all the money is. That's where all the competition is. And that's where all the belts at. <coughs> Excuse me. So, ultimately, that's where all the money will be. I'm not really. I I I'm still skeptical on the DAZN deals, right? Because it's not like, like Canelo has basically like a lifetime deal. Big deal, right? Big deal. He has a big contract with DAZN. I don't know if I was a boxer. I don't know if I would want to be locked down in something like that. Fighting for a brand is kind of crazy. It's like being on Raw or SmackDown in 2004. It when it really meant something when you were on different brands. Like I'm with PBC, I shouldn't be seen on the Zone's uh, television, or I shouldn't be over a top ranked television. Like that's how it feels. The boxing world is monopolized, right? I try to tell this to my uncle. He doesn't understand that. You know, he keeps you know. Talking about why Charles one of Charlos ain't fighting Canelo. I'm telling you why. Canelo is on the zone. And they're gonna make the fights happen with what they have. And PBC is going to make the fights happen with what they have. And Top Rank is gonna make the fights happen with what they have. For years we saw HBO and Showtime do what they you know, do what they had and what they had. You know what I mean? Sometimes we saw a cross promotion it was rare when we saw Canelo and Floyd, um, Canelo and Pacquiao, another cross promotion fight. 
Know what I mean? So, yeah, it's rare. But it can happen. It's possible. But I just think that if it's true that Eddie Hearn and them did offer Errol Spence 200 M's, it's just interesting. Um, What else we got boxing-wise? Let's talk a little bit about Tank. Uh, he had his homecoming fight in Baltimore. And, uh, you know, he did what he had to do, like I said he would. And, um, you know, what's next for him? You know, we, you know, Floyd said that the, um, what the boy name is. Oh, my goodness. Why is it slipping? Why am I having a brain slip? Hold on. Hold up, hold up. The kid from Philly. Hold on, what's his name? Tevin Farmer. There we go. He said that that, that would be the next fight. That's, that's, you know, more than likely that's the next fight. I would hope so. Feel like we've been waiting for this fight for a long time. The fans have and show up so over day. I think that would be good. You know, we heard you know Gary Russell Jr.'s name because I think Tank is going to move up soon. I don't see him staying at uh, one thirty much longer. I think he'll be at one thirty five soon. But we'll see. We'll definitely see. But I I just think that there are still some fights to be made at one thirty, and I hope they get made because I am kind of tired. And I think fans are growing tired of, you know, the the uh, two to three round squash matches that we've been seeing. But, hey, man, when you got the power like that, you know, somebody's going night night. But it would be, nice, be nice to see Tank in a nice bout. But I'm sure that's coming, man. I'm sure that's coming, some unification bouts. Because, you know, Tank's going to be money, man. He's going to be money, man. And Floyd is molding him. To be that So I strongly believe That he'll be the money man For sure For TMT For Mayweather Promotions You know And uh, Al Heyman And all them good fellas Definitely believe that But um Happy for Tank Just gotta stay focused For sure Um I think that's it I think that's it for us man I think that's all I got I'm Trying to make known. Let me check the docket Make sure I covered everything Make sure I covered everything yeah, I think that's I think that's it. I think that's it. Um, let's see. All right, so you know, next week we got episode fifty coming, and um, Electrified Vision will be debuting next week. So make sure you guys, I'll I'll keep updating you guys on that. But make sure you guys are ready for that. Make sure you guys participate in that. Uh, once again, shout out to State Indium Scene TV. Um, make sure you guys tune in Friday for episode 49 And then Monday is episode 50 The big episode 50 I'm still getting topics and everything ready for that So you know, be on the lookout for that It's going to be a great show I'm really, really excited for it um, Once again, man Thank you guys for all the support and everything man. All the love Make sure you keep retweeting the drops Make sure you guys keep liking everything man. It, it's, it's about to get real It's about to get real for us, man I promise it's about to get real for us so, once again, for the 48th time, I'm your host, Eric Lyons, and you have just been electrified.